Welcome to the Backend Engineering Show with your host, Hussein Nasser. This is the show where we discuss the art and the craft of building software and cover recent news on backend technologies. If you enjoy the show, make sure to subscribe to the YouTube channel and rate it on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. With that said, let's get on on the show. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. doing can you guys hear me guys welcome to my first ever live stream here's what I want how I wanted to do this so um long as you can hear me now all clean nice better nice I love it I love it I love it I love it so what I want to do here is I'm gonna start with a theme so the theme here is HTTP. So we'll talk about HTTP. We'll talk about HTTP 1.0, HTTP 1.1, problems with HTTP, problems with HTTP pipelining, HTTP 2. So you feel free to ask any questions within this theme. So yeah, we're going to start soon. How are you guys doing? Amen. Joe, sup? Minushu, you have badass names. I love those. Thank you so much. So, I still don't know the etiquette of my kind of drinking coffee, so excuse me as I slurp, if I slurped. <laughs> I apologize for that. But, yeah, I want to do it this way. So, feel free to ask questions, and we're going to have a chat. We're going to be so casual. It's going to be fun. It's going to be so fun. That's the goal of this stream. So let's not take things seriously, right? And uh, yeah, amen. Hello, everybody. Nice to see you. How is everybody doing? What are you guys doing this beautiful weekend? It's uh, 8 a.m. here in California. How about how about you guys? Where are you from? Tell me. Let's let's have a little bit of intimate chat before we start. It's just relax so yeah I, I can see it's a little bit of a delay in the chat you think UDB don't have delay but no looks like apparently to for um, for for uh, YouTube to guarantee that the the UDP has to be 
acknowledged and so the stream is a little bit delayed but yeah we'll get it we'll get it can you go over why udp is superior to tcp we'll, we'll, we'll go over that we'll go we'll go all these questions don't 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 throw all these tough questions all of a sudden we'll, we'll do that 8 30 p.m in india okay so that's that's i think at the good time for him i tried to stream a little bit earlier all right nepal 8 45 doing good thank you Mu'ayyad. Does any popular sites use like YouTube, Facebook use HTTP2 right now in production? Hello from beautiful Saudi Arabia, Ahmed. Hello, everybody. Good morning. Nairobi, 6 p.m., Kenya. I'm seeing it. I'm seeing it. Ooh, okay. Nice. Nice. Hello from Palestine. Hello, Nasser. Hello, Bangalore. We have we have a mosaic of beautiful people from everywhere in the world. Guys, can you imagine 20, 30, 40 years ago? We could never have done this. But now it's possible. It's possible. Ah. So it's it's really Lebanon. Hello, Omar. Hello, everybody. What's life? <laughs> Hello. I love this. Hello from Iran. Hello, Muhammad. Everybody doing great. All right. We're going to start soon, guys. We're going to talk about the HTTP and, and then throw in your questions. I'm going to have it. We'll start the stream soon. Let's just like let people a little bit uh, stream in. Let, let them trickle in. So, yeah. Uh, I have my dog downstairs. Hopefully, he doesn't bark too loud. I feed him. I give him everything, but still, he wants attention, just like me. It's five p.m. in Egypt. Five, really? So three, three, three hours different. In Bahrain, it's around I think six p.m. now. So two hour difference. Hello, guys. Hi, Patrick. Hello, everybody. Nice. You can do the live stream with your dog. <laughs> oh, my God. I, I hope, Hopefully, he can behave. All right, guys. Give me one second. I'll come back. I'll give him some. Alaikum salam, everybody. Just one second. Be back. All right. We are back. I apologize, <laughs> dog break. <laughs> oh my god, he keeps barking. I don't know. I gave him some food. Hopefully, he just. All right, we're back. Can you guys hear me? Can you guys hear me? Beautiful. One second over. <laughs> Ooh. See, I'll, I'll figure this out as I go and stream more. I know it's not professional to leave stream after three minutes. <laughs> so I'll get better, I promise. Five. <laughs> well, it's over five minutes. All right. How about we get started, guys? Let's have some fun. Interesting. How are you? Think different. Hello, guys. Hello, everybody. We'll get started. Let's get started and talk about Ashtatapai. The reason we say Ashtatapai because it's Francais. 
H in French is ash. So I just jokingly sometimes in my video say ash de tepe. I don't speak French. I just learned it in school and university. So sometimes I make fun <laughs> like this. Silly. So HTTP. Guys, why did we build HTTP? So before, before we jump into that, we had TCP for a long time. And we can beautifully send packets using TCP. So why would we need another protocol to transfer text? Well, can, can we just convert text into uh, TCP? We can, it's just a bunch of strings into packets. However, the user experience back in the day, in the 90s, maybe before that, when we invented HTTP, we wanted something very simple. We wanted a request-response system. And we built it in a way so that we can serve web of resources. TCP doesn't work this way. TCP is a bi-directional overkill, if you think about it, system for, for, for what we want to do with the web. Because we have a document, we have a HTML file, we have a JavaScript. Back in the day, we didn't have JavaScript. We had CSS. We have all these files, and we want to pull these files. We pull an HTML page, we parse it, and then and then we find more links, and then we do that. We we find more links, and we pull more resources. That's the idea of the web. So it's a request response system. That's the goal of this. So how can I make a request? and then wait for the response, and then make another request, and then wait for them. That's why HTTP was invented. And we invented it so that it has like a little bit of structure, has the idea of methods, where it says, hey, you can get, you can post, you can delete, you can put. I don't see put and delete used as often, maybe in APIs, but but in, 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 in the regular world, it's, most probably all the time, it's either post or get. So now we we figured out HTTP. We, we built HTTP 1.0. But how do we build it? We got to build it on top of TCP, right? But wait a second. TCP require a connection, right? Because if I am a client and I want to communicate with a server, I need to send, first of all, I need to establish a TCP connection. And in order to do that, I do send, and then the server process will send ACK, and then I acknowledge that thing back. And then I have a stateful TCP connection. And HTTP was built to be stateless. That means any request that you send must contain all information that you need for the server to figure out who you are. We cannot rely like TCP. We cannot rely, oh, I'm sending a packet, right? And then I'm sending another packet, but the server needs to know that this packet has a particular sequence number. We sequence packets in TCP. That's why it's stateful, right? In HTTP, there is no idea. I want the idea to, if I send a request, to a server and I turn around and send another request to a completely different server, that server, that new server should be able to serve me. 
And that's the idea of statelessness. It's powerful. It has its own disadvantages. We talked about that a little bit in this channel, stateless versus stateful. So yeah, we talked about that stuff all the time. So pretty cool stuff. So that's HTTP 1.0. The, the, the only thing in HTTP 1.0 that is problematic was because we wanted to make sure that HTTP is stateless, we said, we're powerful, we're almighty. So with every request, I'm gonna open TCP connection, send my request, get my response, close TCP connection. That was the biggest mistake we did in HTTP 1.0. How did we solve it? We'll come to that. Karen Kumar, thank you for 19. Which currency is this? Is this Ruby? Thank you so much. So yeah, 1.0. HTTP 1.0. That's the problem. We was closing and opening connection, but we didn't think opening connection is so slow. So if you have like National Geographic worth of web resources, then all of a sudden you have you have thrashing going on. You're opening and closing connection with every request. That slows down performance. So we added a header, I believe in in HTTP 1.1 called keep alive saying hey so there's a little bit of a statelessness right if you think about it a little bit of statelessness going on so if i send a request and i say hey i'm going to establish a request so tcp connection and then in the request saying hey here's my request by the way let me add a header we didn't talk about headers yet but let me add a header say keep alive please that tells the server that when you respond to me, please don't don't close connection. Let's keep it alive so we can agree on this. All right, let's agree on keeping this connection beautifully alive. So that's that's the idea here. And then when you do that, the connection remains alive, and then you can send as many requests as you want. Wait a second, still, still. There is a big, big problem with HTTP 1.1, even with Keep Alive. How about we discuss that? Viraj Singh, thank you for the 100 rupees. Appreciate it. We'll jump to that in a second. Did you mean statefulness when you mentioned Keep Alive? Doesn't Keep Alive make the connection a bit more stateful? That's true. That's true. See, statefulness and statelessness are very, very interesting because if you think about it, if I make a request, statelessness is based on which layer you are in. I am in HTTP, and yet I am stateless, right? But when, I, when you look at the TCP layer, you're still stateful. So HTTP is an, a stateless protocol built on a stateful protocol. So that is very, very interesting if you think about it that's why you cannot say oh this is a completely stateless system or because completely stateful system it depends how is this going right where are these layers joryugu this is for teaching me enough about websockets to impress my boss at work last week thank you for the five dollars appreciate it 
Hello, Zane. I like your videos. Thanks, Fox Club. David Nash, thank you for the 40 rupees. Appreciate it. Alaikum Salam, Erwolf. Hamza, hello. So, yeah, let's complete that. So, we forgot to mention one thing, guys. HTTP and, by the way, databases has the same problem with this. If I send a request, I have now one TCP connection, an HTTP 1.1, right? And I send one request, get request. I have to wait for a response before I can send another request on the same TCP connection. Why? Why can't I, I just send another request? You can. However, remember, the idea of a request and what a response, what is that? When you translate this into binary and packets in TCP, that's, that's completely different. That is a TCP packet. A request could be like seven TCP packets and a spoke could be 18 TCP packets. And if you have multiple of these responses, you're going to have 18 TCP packets for response one and, and 32 TCP packets for response two. And they are not going to come ordered per response. They're going to come scrambled. They, they are ordered from the TCP layer. So one, two, three, four, five, six. But you at the HTTP layer, which is the HTTP server, web server, or the HTTP client, are responsible for grouping these packets into what we call a request or a response. So how the heck can we do that? How can we do that? We, we cannot guarantee, oh, what if this packet comes before, what if the server wrote this packet before this? How, how, does, how do we tell the server, oh, stop, don't write the server response to become response one. It's very, it's like we're, we're relying on orders. That's why sending multiple requests at the same time is a bad idea. Meet HTTP pipelining, which is an idea to fix this, right? To be able to send multiple requests at the same time in the same TCP connection. And when I say in the same time, I'm saying in the same time concurrently. When you do that, the, the goal of HTTP pipelining is as long as you send three, hopefully you can see that, three requests, right? Request one, two, three and the server will get them request one, two, three, the server is responsible to respond in the same order they all received them. So request response one, response two, and then response three. It has to or respond in the same order. Why is that bad? First, yeah, it's good. I can send multiple requests, but what if response three finished before response one? It has to wait, sorry. I can't write you. And all of this decided by the HTTP layer. All of this is decided by the HTTP layer that says, okay, response three. Ah, uh, no, I have to respond to response one, so please wait. This waiting, this blocking is called head of line blocking, which is pretty badish. Very, very badish. Head of line blocking, I don't know if I talked about it. I might talked about it in a 60 second video, which you guys, you guys hated those videos. <laughs> so I hope you loved those 60 second. Let me know in the comment section, guys, in the chat. Did you like the 60 second uh, series? 
because some of you loved it some of you absolutely hated it so i don't know let me know i don't know if you watched it or not let me know in the chat all right i love 60 seconds i love okay some people love it okay no we love <laughs> I told you. Some people love it. Some people hate it. No, we like we like long videos. <laughs> I absolutely. Yes, you did talk about it. I love it. I love it. I prefer your long videos. See, I, I can't please everybody. So that's why I taste everything. So some people said, okay, let's create another channel for <laughs> to do 60 seconds. Well, I think it's an overkill. Do you? Would you like another channel to discuss? Uh, what am I drinking? I'm drinking coffee. If you go to my Instagram, I only post pictures of coffee. I'm, I'm a big coffee. My wife and I, big coffee advocates. We love coffee. We try every weekend to find new beans, and then we grind them. And then we, at one point, we we roasted our own beans. So yeah, some people love the sixty seconds. Some people not. So we were talking about uh, what we're we talking about. The head of line blockings. That's what we were talking about. It's a pretty 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 bad idea we have head of line blocking at the layer 7 layer with http when it comes to http pipelining and we have head of line blocking at the tcp layer with http2 which is i'm gonna talk about maybe again guys i'm not gonna might not cover the whole things i, I want to keep this intimate and within an hour just as a test this is a test stream so I'm going to learn from my mistake, and I apologize if I did anything bad. <laughs> it's stupid in this stream. So we're going to learn. We're going to learn. We're going to learn. Sliding TCP window. Yes. <laughs> Arab who drinks black coffee. That is a cliche. It is a cliche. I agree with you. We like coffee. Arabs love coffee in general. So, yeah. About long video about coffee. Ooh, I, I consider making a channel about just coffee in general. But I don't think I'm experienced enough. But that doesn't really matter because if you talk about your opinion, that's just a general advice for everybody. Just don't think that you have to be an expert in something to talk about because, hey, it's your opinion. You can say whatever you want. I mean, Gary V started his wine channel. He doesn't know, but he's not a sommelier about wine. He doesn't know about wine. He's just talked about wine. So that's an example, right? So, yeah, if you, if you want to know about that. I started my channel talking about things I know, but I then shifted to things that i don't know and the more i teach things and the more i know that i don't understand anything and even after you know, seven years making this channel i still think uh, i don't know anything <laughs> yeah thank you so much guys appreciate the love in the comment section in the chat love you <clears throat> sorry about that <laughs> all right Head of line blocking. So we talked about that. HTTP pipelining is also bad because of something we didn't talk about. HTTP pipelining is so bad for proxies. Proxies. Guys, we talked about proxies so many times in this channel. And I still... I, if, I, if you ask me to talk about proxies for maybe... Eight hours, I'm not going to finish because there's so much stuff in proxies, right? So, well, how proxies work, right? They terminate the TCP connection when you make a request to a, to a reverse proxy, for example. It terminates the connection 
right? Because that's your final destination when it comes to CCP. And it's also your final destination when it comes to the layer seven, right? Because that's your final destination. It terminates CCP. So the reverse proxy better understand how it turns around and makes the same request on the back end. Because when you as a client decided to communicate with a server, you establish some sort of semantic. You and the destination server know the semantic. Does this proxy know these semantics or not? No idea. It, you cannot guarantee it. Unless it's a layer four reverse proxy or a layer four proxy, it will just magically just say, hey, this is a packet. I don't know. Let me just forward the packet. I don't know anything about this stuff. So it will just forward the packet. If it just forwards the packet, that's that's absolutely fine. Nice. What is going on here? The hide is. Yeah, we started getting some, some weird comments. Some weird comments. I don't know what's this. Yeah, again, I'm very noob when it comes to live streaming. So yeah, so we talked about HTTP one. Oh, we talked about HTTP one one keep alive, and then we talked about what? We talked about header line blocking. We talked about why HTTP pipeline is a bad idea. Because proxies have no idea how, how to, to deal with this. Is, imagine proxies ordering your responses so that they are the same order as, they, as, they, as you sent them. How the heck can they figure this out? It's a very complex logic to write. If you wrote a program, just try to sort this thing. There's no idea. All right, so I'm going to click on this. Hide. All right. I need to figure this out. The user experience for this live streaming thing is not ideal. So how do you do this? Hide users. Report. Yeah. All right. Let's get some chat messages. Let's talk about that. Before jumping into HTTP2. No, before we jump, we have another concept to talk about HTTP 1.1. Because now, we just shut down the ability to multiplex request in a same TCP connection with HTTP 1.1, right? What do we do? What do we do? How can I... How Are you expecting me to wait? For every request I send, I have to wait for a moment before I send another request in a single TCP connection? No, sir. I can't do it in browser. Look at the browsers. Like, if you have like, a lot of resources to download, that is... A, a pretty badish user experience, very badish. So yeah, so pretty, pretty, pretty bad user experience. So what do browsers do? Here's the hack that browsers do, and you might notice it. And if you open Chrome, you can see. Just open Chrome and start to navigate a site that is like very resource heavy, and there do netstat dash. A, I believe, and see how many TCP connections that thing creates. It is nuts. What the browsers do in order to multiplex multiple requests on to the same server, it actually opens multiple TCP connections. It says, hey, I'm going to open 10. I'm going to open 6. There is, like, there is a number, I think 6 to 10 TCP connection per host. So if you go to nationalgeographic.com, I keep giving National Geographic as an example because it's a very resource-heavy 
right? So yeah, if you have all this stuff, open this money TCP connection to nationalgeographic.com. Before that, we do a DNS, give the IP address of National Geographic, and then we do an, an, an open, uh, we do, we open multiple TCP connection to that IP address. Sometimes the DNS entry will give you multiple IP addresses, and that's called the DNS load balancing, essentially. It's an SRV header, where when you do it like, hey, give me a DNS, what, what's your IP address? It doesn't give you one because, hello, I want, an, I want an active, active cluster. So you have one IP address and one other IP. You have like three, four IP addresses, which is awesome for load balancing, right? That's lifestyle called almost like a client-side load balancing, if you think about it. And then now you have to establish TCP connection to multiple IP addresses, and, and, and browsers do this very, very smartly. It's like, oh, how many, how many TCP can should I open to this IP versus this IP versus this IP? It's very fascinating to, to if you think about it. Oh, we have people from Brazil, Michael. I think there's the first Brazilian in this, in this chat so far. Welcome to the stream. Hello, hello, everybody. Yeah, we. If you're new here. Uh, I discuss backend engineering mostly in this channel, and uh, I talk about software engineering. This is my live first live stream, and I talk about this topic today. The theme is HTTP. So we're walking through the history of HTTP, and we're cracking down the problem of HTTP and how every next version solves it. Right. So that's the theme of HTTP. So we're answering questions when it comes to HTTP. So that if you're new here. Welcome. Thank you so much for joining us for this live stream. So the theme here, again, HTTP. That's the theme. And uh, yeah. Awesome. So yeah, so we were talking about browsers and HTTP 1.1 protocol. And how do they establish multiple TCP connection to their servers? so that we can send multiple requests at the same time through different pipes, through different TCP connections. So that's the idea here. So like as, you, as you send all these multiple requests, and you can see, people think browsers, writing a browser is easy. It is so difficult to write a browser. If you think about what the work the browser is doing, oh my God, there is so much stuff that the browser do in order to to to, to just uh, achieve all this stuff so now the browsers in http 1.1 open multiple tcp connection as we said and we send multiple requests and that sounds great very great now let's talk about the back end assume your back end as uh assume your back end is written in python Django or Tornado or, or any other language. You must think that if you're serving some content and the browser is going to be your client, your major client, think about that. And your web server is using HTTP 1.1. Think about how many TCP connection every user will open. Six, sometimes 10. If you have a lot of resources, the browser actually decide that. So that's the idea. 
Nada, thank you for the $4. Appreciate it. And yeah. Oh, we have a new member, Nadim. Welcome. A new engineer. Thank you so much for becoming a member of this channel. So yeah, so as we talked about it, yeah, it's just building browsers are very, very difficult. And, and the ideas and, and the choices that browsers make in, in, in deciding what how to open these TCP connection, how, how to send these requests is just very, very challenging. So we're talking about this stuff. Now, yeah, if your backend is not ready to handle this modern TCP connections, you better understand this logic. That's why I always say, understand the black boxes. So like white box programming and white box things, break these boxes and try to understand it. Sometimes it doesn't make sense. It depends. Let me clarify that. If you have, if you're working with a black box and you're not the owner of that box in general, in a sense that you don't maintain that logic, then it's okay not to understand it, right? I'm not going to understand how, how the network card pipes down the frames from my, the TCP layer. This is a network engineer job, and specifically the one who wrote the driver for the network. I am a backend engineer, so I need to understand what my application is doing, period. Everything, even down to the networking, to the at least to the things that you have control over. You can ask these questions like, oh, wh why is all of a sudden I have one client, but I have six TCP connections. That's a lot, right? Oh, that's because you're using HTTP 1.1 and the browsers open six to 10 TCP connection per user. If you have 100,000 users, multiply by that and then your server immediately is destroyed. That's why HTTP 2 went from that model to HTTP 2, where we will allow you to send multiple requests on the same TCB connection. Yes. But how? How do we do it in the HTTP 2? We essentially identify each request because that's something we didn't do in HTTP 1. It's just a bunch of string. Get, slash, headers, blah, 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 HTTP 1, 1, blah. That's send a request. But... In HTTP 2, too, we, two, two, I keep saying 2. <laughs> in HTTP 2, it is actually a single TCP connection, and every request is, is have these headers on top of it. We get, we, so we have headers, right? We, get, we add headers and say, oh, this is the request ID. It's called stream ID. I hate the word stream, to be honest. I, like, I think of this as a channel more than a stream right? But who am I? I? I didn't build a spec. Like SSH have the same idea. SSH, uh, the, the protocol, you can send multiple requests on the same TCP connection in parallel, and each request is uniquely identified with a channel. So they can send multiple stuff because as you type, SSH apparently sends command. I learned this the hard way while making the Wireshark video. So yeah, once you identify each request, it doesn't matter. The response from the server Whatever, whatever is ready from the server can just come in and then we know from the response, oh, this is a response for request number seven. Oh, okay, I know it. So I, I don't have to block anyone. I don't have to block anybody. So just 
literally just respond and literally just have the response and every response will have unique identifier. That's so powerful. So now we solve the problem with HTTP2. HTTP2 is built on TCP. So, so powerful concept. This is the idea of HTTP2. Problems with HTTP2 before we jump into it. Take a sip of coffee and let's read some chat. Do you have any questions on HTTP 1.1 and HTTP 2 in general, guys? Let's take some break and then just read and then acknowledge you, beautiful guys and gals. How many KB or bytes used by HTTP? I have no idea. Uh, it really depends, but the, the minimum in curl, the minimum request that you have to make is git slash. That's the the smallest request. So that's what? One, two, three characters, space, and slash. You have to do five characters. So five bytes, I believe. I don't know if curl... Uh, no, not curl. I'm talking about telnet, I'm sorry. If you do a telnet and then do git slash, enter, that's like the raw request that you send. So that fits into one packet. That's five bytes. That's the minimum thing. But a normal one usually have headers, and headers have cookies, we talked about cookies. We can ask questions about cookies. Ask any question regarding to HTTP. REST is HTTP, right? Volcane is HTTP. HTTP push, da, is HTTP. Can you quickly talk about build VPN app? Oh, that's a tough question. I cannot, unfortunately. It's a very, very difficult question. But I talked about VPN uh, versus proxy. Check out the video. Just Google YouTube VPN versus proxy Hussein. If you want any topic, I actually noticed Google is actually indexing on my name now. It's like if you talk like uh, Hussein, Nasser, and then space, and you see proxy. Some people are actually searching by topic using my name. So it's just like this is a fine, easy trying to find this stuff. Why is Envoy the most used proxy to implement sidecar pattern? I think it's the first one. It was the first one. What gives Envoy the edge over the proxies like HAProxy and Nginx? So HAProxy was way before 20 years, right? But it wasn't built as a sidecar proxy. It was built as a proxy and then became a reverse proxy. And then, and then you can fit it everywhere. But Envoy advertised it itself as, as a sidecar edge proxy. Hey, I said I'm not going to answer uh, non-HTTP questions. You tricked me. <laughs> Hussein, I want to learn a low-level system programming language. C++. What happened when we had more than six simultaneous HTTP requests? Requests are blocked. That's a good question. So now, if I have like uh, six TCP connections... And I'm a, I want to send seven. I can only send at the same instance. I'm talking about same millisecond. I, send, I can send six in parallel, right, request. But the seventh one has to wait for a, any of these puppies to come back so I can reuse the same. Sorry about that. So I can reuse the same, the same connection to send another request. Is WebSocket works on HTTP? Yes, sir. Yes, good question. So, WebSocket is a smart idea. It's a very, very smart way that it was designed, right? And uh, the way it was designed is uh, 
you would establish the first of all you establish normal get request right in order to to you want to send the get request you want to establish the tcp connection right and that get request has a special semantic called upgrade it's a it's an upgrade header and when you do that the server will understand if it understand that upgrade header it will say okay from now on we no longer communicate in http we're going to upgrade this connection to websocket that means literally dump the http and then use the socket that we created using http for websocket connection and it's a completely different protocol so yes technically it's built on top of websockets and the beauty of that is once you establish http across the internet the internet understands http so it will not yell at you so that's the powerful thing of this once you establish establish it you can just upgrade the connection using the same tcp connection into websocket and reuse the same tcp connection for websockets and it's a completely different protocol essentially what did i miss http2 is always established only one session from the browser correct when http2 we only establish one tcp connection because that's enough however i don't know if someone asked this question but is there a limit to how many requests i can send in the same tcp connection with HTTP2 is there that's a good question yes there is by default there is a stream limit so if you have a stream right we talk about these streams right this 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 logical separation channels in the HTTP2 and there's a default limit and your server you can configure this the default is 200 and we're going to talk about this in the next topic actually right HTTP is, is it good or is it bad or right there is a limit in 200 and there's a good idea of adding this limit because if you go beyond that limit you can you can just have it to unlimited remember HTTP 2 is not free guys when you when you receive these packets on the other hand right what will happen if you receive these packets on the on the other hand then these packets need to be assembled into these logical streams who's gonna do that who's gonna do that work the server's gonna do this work the application layer which is whoever the http2 uh server node.js python if supported python apache it's gonna do this work that work is is purely just stream right it's just literally takes takes this thing and just all cpu usage it's just beautiful cpu consumption and, and processing so take that and then just takes all of that stuff and just tries to assemble this thing that's a lot of work so http2 is not free it ain't free you're gonna do all of that stuff right so that's one cost to http2 that you have to understand once you enable it I talk about uh, lucid chart i think chart they actually enabled that thing and they regretted it because it was just just literally literally it's it's just just enabled i think uh, a few few months ago and they regretted it really bad <laughs> Rest is not HTTP. Rest is built on top of HTTP. Vinny. Sorry about that.
Just be nice. Hello, Tarek. Yes, first live stream. Exciting. Hope I'm doing this right. <laughs> what about WebSockets over HTTP2? Woo, you guys ask spicy questions. Santosh, that's a good question. So, WebSockets over HTTP2. If you think about it, guys, let's think about it a little bit. Right, since we're in the topic of HTTP2, that's why you guys ask beautiful questions. So now, HTTP2, right? I, I communicate between the client and the server, and they say, all right, HTTP2, let's communicate that. And we, dis we didn't discuss how this we came to this communication, right? ALPN, that's just another hour of discussion. So now I have a beautiful TCP connection, right? And it's HTTP2. And now I want to upgrade. Let's use the same logic we did with WebSocket. I'm going to upgrade my connection to use WebSockets. And now WebSockets is going to hijack the entire TCP connection to do WebSocket stuff. That's a waste. You understand guys, how, how wasteful this is? Because I now I had, I had a TCP connection where I used to send multiple requests. Now it was hijacking for a stinking WebSocket protocol that is being used with one single process or thread. While as all these requests, other requests that I need to send, I cannot use this TCP anymore. It was being hijacked. So we had to establish another TCP connection with HTTP2. That's an extra cost. That's an extra hit. Establish all that stuff. And it's very, very wasteful, right? Uh, so the cost of establishing, the cost of negotiating, the cost of TLS, the cost of all of that, just because WebSocket just hijacked all my connection. So people, smart people in the ETF came up with an idea, says, okay, WebSocket shouldn't really hijack the entire TCP connection. How about we give WebSocket an entire dedicated stream in my HTTP2 session? Wow. That is a smart idea, but I don't think they implemented that. Just a second. Let me Google, uh, Google that. Uh, WebSocket HTTP2 IET uh, RFC. I need to know which RFC is that and whether it's implemented or not. So it's RFC 8441, and no, it's not implemented yet because it's very, very difficult to implement. Yeah, so <laughs> it's not implemented. So... You can you can imagine how 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 are we gonna do that in 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 with proxies? So there are a lot of unanswered questions, I believe. Maybe they answered them, but I might be wrong there. Let's go to another question. HTML5 promised peer-to-peer -peer content sharing over HTTP. Yeah, I'm not aware of that, Yogesh. I guess only if you have two HTTP servers running on different ports, each one serving an HTTP version. Oh, you, um, that's a good question. Wow. Okay, so different ports. Why would you want to do that? Different, listening in two ports. So port 80 is for unsecure HTTP. Port 443 for secure HTTP. Right, and uh, yeah, I don't think you can choose i guess the client when you when the client communicate with the server they can choose 
which protocol, which version of the protocol you use it. When it's 4.4.3, it's HTTPS. It is either HTTP 1.1 on top of TLS or HTTP 2 on top of TLS. And the client chooses that by specifying the, to the server, say, hey, I support this and this. You guys pick. And I think the order of, of, the, of the protocol is what matters here. Right? So I don't think you can open too much to connect. I might be wrong there. How the HTTP tunneling works using WebSockets. Same idea. It's just basically uh, uh, layer uh, layer four proxying, essentially, right? So you establish the TCP uh, TCP connection, and then after that, uh, you basically downgrade from a layer seven proxying to a layer four proxying. I talked about that a little bit. Check out the my video: layer four versus layer seven proxying. HTTP two has some setting that can be set in the initial step or during the communication settings to control the flow. And even the max concurrency, correct, yes. As I, I talked about that, Edie, thanks. Correct, so yeah, you can set the, how many conc uh, concurrent stream and even, even the settings and control flow because you have like flow control as well for this. It's, it's almost like its own protocol, it's so complex. HTTP communication is single-threaded for the database. I don't understand the question, Dennis. I mean, if a database supports HTTP, I think CouchDB does then it doesn't matter. You can use either multi-threaded or single-threaded. HTTP protocol is written on the OS. It is, it is, it is, it is a client library. I do not believe it's, a, it's shipped with the OS, to be honest. I might be wrong there. But if like, for example, if you use PHP, there is a special module for HTTP. If you use Go, there is a special module that you download for HTTP. Microsoft is a special module for, for HTTP module, right? That's the comes with like the, the idea of uh, of having uh, these different client libraries, right? Imagine like all these different client libraries communicate in different ways, right? Because like as the client, HTTP client, evolves from HTTP 1.0 to HTTP 1.1 to HTTP 2.0, now it's support HTTP 3.0. You have to come up, if you built your client library or someone, a third party built it for you, like Python request library or JavaScript fetch library or Axios. Is it Axiom or Axios? I keep forgetting. That's someone who built the HTTP protocol for you and you, you're using it. If you're depending on that, you better know that they are maintaining to the standards and all that stuff. Does Quick and HTTP3 have ALP compatibility? Because you, Tariq, you ask all these difficult questions. So let's, let's, we'll jump into HTTP3 in a minute. <laughs> We're still in HTTP2. But to answer your question, yes, it uses ALPN. However, it uses it at the DNS layer, not at the T T TLS, because HTTP3 uses Quick, which uses UDP, which is a completely different layer for protocol, right? It's not like TCP. It's not like you can use TLS and they say, okay, let's establish a TCP connection. Okay, ALPN. Hey, I support HTTP3. You can do that. Because if you do that, then you already wasted a cycle to establish a TCP connection only to close it and establish a UDP connection. Quick connection. You cannot establish a UDP connection. It doesn't make sense. Thank you for the laugh, guys. I love this comment. Beautiful. How, are, how is everybody doing, guys? Is AGOL is it uses HTTP2? Yes. Uh, RG, RGX Online uses HTTP2. 
loving all this stuff, loving it. All right, so we talked about HTTP2. How about we jump into a little bit the problems of HTTP2? We talked about it a little bit in the answering these questions, but that's good. That's good. Good, great questions, guys. Great questions. Frank, I'm not a software engineer, but a UX designer. I read your book, Empathetic Engineer, the, empath the Unempathetic Engineer, and that's such a great read. My company culture is not that great for designer roles. I struggle with dealing with devs. I know, man. I know. I, I wrote this book, The Unempathetic Engineer. By the way, it's a very short read. It's, I think, 18 pages or so. And uh, it, it described my personal experience throughout my 15, 16, 17 years experience. I don't even remember. It's like how we engineer are, are a little bit more arrogant and not empathetic, right? Because, and, and, and I talk about a little bit this, and this is for, I wrote this book for me more than everybody else. Is It's just how do I want to reflect on my own problems, right? With, with being essentially unwilling to listen to others when it comes to solutions when it comes to software problems right because engineers us and again i say me as well it's like we think we know everything that's the problem right we don't have room for improvement right especially once you get to that senior level your arrogance shoots high really and you can see it in in, in sometimes in my comment section people just when you when they know something they think everybody is just stupid and then they know everything they don't leave this amount of time to think about okay maybe i'm wrong or maybe there is a better way of doing things this this book is for me to kind of reflect on myself to be better and that's just experiences that are not really not necessarily true but they're just if you read the book and says, "Oh, this guy is an a-hole," really, it's just like as you read read through it, it's like, "Wow, I hope I'm, I don't I don't want to be that guy." You're gonna ask yourself this, yeah. My English is that is not that great, I know, but maybe it's uh, some typos and grammar mistakes because I didn't edit this book with anyone. It's just really published it for free on Kindle. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. So you can check the book and HusseinNasr.com. Uh, check out check out the book. Can you make please uh, a video about gRPC and how can you use for chat? I believe I made a video about gRPC because a lot of people want to make uh, for me to make a follow up video on that gRPC video because yeah I barely scratch the service on gRPC. I agree with you. gRPC, by the way, guys, is built on HTTP2. And it, it has low-level access to the streams, which is browsers do not have, by the way. right? Browsers can say, Bleh, I, I just want to send a request. The HTTP2 library decide which stream to pick and send the request on. gRPC actually give you low-level access to the streams, so you can do bidirectional stuff, unidirectional, all this jazz stuff. Which book? The un unempathetic engineer. It's 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 uh, there is an exclamation mark on top. That's why you read it, empathetic engineer. But if you're a programmer, you would know that this is not. There is like a, there is an exclamation mark in there. That's why it says like the un unempathetic engineer. I don't know if it's a, a, a real word or not. I just made it up. So yeah, I'll, I'll actually. Leave the in the chat if you want. I'll leave the book in the chat. It's uh, 
All right, I'll get just a second. It's right here. It's it's for free, so there's a pay hip here. You don't even need to give me your email. I don't really, because I, I, here's the thing. I don't give me just type blah 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 at blah 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 dot com just to get the book. I really don't. Here's the thing. People say, don't do to others what you don't want them doing to you, right? And I don't like people collecting my email just to send me, hey, do you want this opportunity? This is a really good opportunity. I'm going to love it. You're going to love this opportunity. I'm going to love it. So, yeah. So, a lot of people are like, hey, you want this free ebook? Give me your email. And then you get bombarded by offers. That's the idea. It's always a catch with, with something. I, I don't like to do this stuff. And because I don't like to do it done to me, I don't do it to you guys. So, if you want the book, just... Download it for free. And yeah, don't give me your email. Are you planning anything on authentication technique? I think I made a video on passwords and uh, the ideas of um, passwords, authentication, different authentication technique on how do we store the password in database, encrypted versus hashed versus salt. I don't know if you refer to that as authentication. I also made a video on JWT, JSON Web Token, which is, eh, I have a little bit, I don't really like. It's a stateless, but it's the problem is like I still prefer the old, good old way of session authentication, to, in my opinion. That's just me. Why not speak Arabic entire Arabic content and rich? Because Arabic, I mean... I, I I am I'm 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 definitely considering making another channel to speak Arabic and just like uh, for for the Arab community. But again, I just like I'm, I I have this channel so it's like I reach as much people as possible. That's the goal. And I don't have someone to translate from Arabic to English. So and since English is the most used language, so that's why I use it. But yeah, I I am considering to make another content specific channel, but just in Arabic for the Arabic community. Is HTTP appropriate for video streaming? Hmm. I think it's a little bit overhead, in my opinion. I don't know. It's just like video streaming, you have to use UDP, and HTTP is on top of TCP, so I don't think it's a bad idea. Why UDP? Because it's like, yeah, you... video, not audio, I think definitely TCP, because you don't want your audio bad, but you can, you can. You can you can live without, for example, my PlayStation thing showing correctly if if the if, if the page came out. Plus, you can compress in video. You can compress do this little bit trick. I don't think you can do this in audio and give a good quality, right? But audio is definitely, I think, TCP versus. I might be wrong again. I don't know much about this technology. But just like thinking about this logically and from first principle. I was looking at the videos and TLS today, and I had a doubt. Support clients request to server, then how to do client validate, then uh, token to a valid server. You're talking about certificates? I talk about certificates a little bit, Sabah. Check that. So, Wasim asks, I read, I read that Node.js is a single-threaded app. That's true. We will not... It's true for certain cases, but it also uses threading to read from disk, I.O. So it's not truly single-threaded. 
Rip Wi-Fi went down. Ah, really? Is the stream up still? Hopefully. Can you make a video on HTTP headers? Yes, I will. This is a good idea. The HTTP client modules, which you explained, are they written uh, the same by all companies? Oh, no. Everyone writes their own HTTP clients, and that's why we have problems everywhere, right? Python, someone else decided to write a Python library, someone else decided. Yeah, there is a standard to follow. Uh, Daniel Stamberg is the best when it comes to anything HTTP because he's the author of Curl. Follow him on, on Twitter, Badger, I think his, his, his handle. is really good when it comes to standard and following standards. He's been maintaining Curl, the library, the client, for a long time. Actually, lots of video stream app levels use TCP for transport. Yeah, I, I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah, TCP is not bad. It's just really how 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 much can you afford these acknowledgments, right? All right, let's continue. Well, we're over our hour. Okay, we're gonna we're gonna end this stream soon, guys. I'm gonna make it a little bit shorter here, and uh, this is just a test stream. So we talked about HTTP two. We talked about the problem with HTTP two with CPU usage. And, and this, this, this the throttling that happens at the back end for, for the server to assemble these streams, right? So that's a lot of work. And Google and, and, and Cloudflare and people who maintain the HTTP2 and HTTP3 are working so hard to minimize the CPU usage for HTTP2. HTTP1 doesn't have this problem. HTTP1 just received the request. It's a beautiful string of packets and it's just treats it as is and just ships it to the application to do its thing. HTTP2, no. You receive a packet, you have to ton, 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 block, 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 wait. Let's, oh, this is a stream request. Yeah, this is a request, but which stream? Oh, let's wait for streams ID header to receive. Oh, now we're going to build the stream header and then boom, ship it up to the application. So that's the idea here. So, guys, we we ended up from, we started from HTTP 1.0. We talked about HTTP 1.1. We jump into HTTP 2, and I think we're gonna end it here. It's a beautiful, beautiful, beautiful stream, guys. I love you so much. Thank you for your great questions and your support by watching my content. I really appreciate it. I apologize if the stream is not perfect. I'm gonna work and make it better. I'm going to work on a schedule. I don't have one yet. And uh, yeah, love you so much, guys. Ma'asalama. Bye-bye. Thank you so much, guys. See you. And keep keep those great questions coming. Uh, send me an email at h at, uh, at nasser.com. Send me emails there. I read... More, almost more questions. Recently, I get a lot of comments, but send me all these uh, questions here. I read them and I, I take your suggestion very seriously. If I don't know, I'm going to say don't know, but thank you so much. Thank you so much, guys. Appreciate it. Goodbye. Have a wonderful weekend, guys. Enjoy and, and take 
take it easy, take it easy. All these technologies, all this TV3 is gonna be there tomorrow. So don't say, oh, I have to learn everything, especially junior people take things very seriously. Oh, there's like million things I have to learn today. No, they're gonna stay there or they're gonna die like Silverlight and the others. <laughs> so take it seriously, take it easy, take it, seriously. <laughs> take it easy and relax, enjoy the weekend. I'm gonna see you in the next one. You guys stay awesome. Goodbye.